while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Got a good show ahead for you today. At uh, 9 o'clock, Ian Abreu, Counselor at Large, is going to be joining us, reacting to the State of the City Address, talking about a few other things uh, going on. Um, I was at the Bristol County House of Correction today. I got to, I was inside of the unit that got trashed um, during that uh, incident. And uh, I'll tell you more about that in the eight, in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, but first, I'm joined by State Rep. Chris Hendricks from New Bedford. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, Marcus, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. You know, when uh, when we were in con law all those years ago, I thought Chris Hendricks is a cool guy. We're we're gonna hang out on Fridays. I didn't think it'd be like this. <laughs> I know. But I know you were a big fan of my Matthew McConaughey. Impression. Again, I'll, I'll do uh, in private. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of your Matthew McConaughey impression. So. Um, he was hot back then too, 2014. He, he was, he, he was, he was all the rage. So, yeah, that's right. so Chris, um, uh, you were, you, so we had Chris Markey on, uh, on Wednesday. He talked yeah. about the NBTA lawsuit, uh, the, the mayor Mitchell's potential lawsuit against the NBTA over land takings for South coast rail. He's saying they're not getting fair market value. Uh, some there's part of the draft complaint that cha- actually challenged the legitimacy of the taking, um, which uh, I know a lot of eminent domain attorneys had said um, was was sort of unprecedented. Now you're an attorney. Uh, you signed on to this letter with Bill Strauss, the chairman of transportation, also a lawyer, Chris Markey, another lawyer, and Paul Schmidt, Rep. Paul Schmidt. Um, so most of the New Bedford delegation was uh for the state reps were signed on to that the one uh one of them the one that didn't sign on was tony cabral what's your position why are you um opposed to this potential lawsuit well i just think marcus i mean for well a number of reasons um first off you know the 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 city the mayor i shouldn't when i say the city i say you know the administration officials is claiming that they didn't get fair market value for the land okay I think they got some somewhere the four hundred eighty thousand dollars for the land, which you know could be correct. I mean, it, it does sound low, um, and so in the complaint they allege that they weren't paid fair market value, which they were probably owed a little more. That's probably true. And two, that the MBTA did not have the authority to begin with for the land taking, which one I found I found I find wrong, just according to the statute cited. Of course. And two, I think, is just absolutely unhelpful when you're trying to get um, connector service from South Coast Rail all the way down to New Bedford to connect us to Boston, something that has been negotiated and worked on for decades. Yeah. Okay? Um, so, look, it, it's a, it's a billion-dollar investment into the South Coast. We're going to have two stations within the city of New Bedford, Church Street, and in downtown, okay? On top of that, the MBTA, and I think this is the most important piece of the puzzle, 
in the in the part that is likely the most in jeopardy is the twenty one million dollar pedestrian pedestrian bridge that the MBTA agreed to pay for one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, and that's something, by the way, that the the mayor, you know, they they requested emphatically. Okay, and 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 that that bridge was was is planned according to the city's preferences. Yeah. And so, and so when the well, because well, it was originally it was originally ten million, and they 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 had asked for specific modifications to it that it made it uh, right. eleven million dollars. That bridge, when it's constructed, if it's constructed, is going to be a landmark in the city. It's mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful piece of infrastructure going from you know Purchase Street onto the to the station over Route 18. So when people come from out of town and they come directly through Route 18, that's the first thing they're going to see. That's going to be a landmark for generations if it's ever built. And the MBTA agreed to to pay twenty one million dollars to construct that bridge. Okay, um, and, and again, that was something that the that the mayor himself requested. Yeah. Not only to the MBTA, but to Bill Strauss, who's chair of the transportation committee, to right. get that you know paid free of charge. So right off the bat, I mean, if you just consider that, we're we're already far out of the red. Yeah. As far as the land taking goes. Okay, so 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 when you so when you threaten a lawsuit like this, it just it just all it does is you know is, is create bad faith with respect to the relationship that we're going to need hopefully for the next hundred years with the MBTA you know here now. Right. Well, so speaking of uh, relationships, um, I know Rip Markey talked about this a little bit, but this South Coast Rail project has been something that's been negotiated for quite a long time. The member of the state delegation that have been around at the outset of this fight, your predecessor, Bob Gazera, and then you took on from there, you took on the fight from there to get to secure South Coast Rail to New Bedford. I had you on last week. You talked about some earmarks that you had secured, some significant earmarks you had secured for the city and for the region. Um, when you're going up to the state house and negotiating with the speaker um, and with you know ways and means, are you um, does this type uh, do these types of actions um, have a detrimental effect uh, yes. with some of the things that you're bargaining for? Yes, it does, and I'll, I'll point to some specific things. So, so in the mayor's state of the city, he, he mentioned the airport, he mentioned the bridge. Okay, all of that money that that's earmarked for New Bedford, that's bond money. Okay, so so that's not money that's directly appropriated to the city, and they just cut a check and give it to us. That's money that has to be fought for. That that's money that has to be negotiated and worked for by the relationships that we have at the state house, namely with guys like Bill Strauss again, who's chair of the transportation committee, Chris Markey, Tony Cabral, myself, Paul, and so that's money that's not just given to us. Okay, so that's the, that's when you file or threat to file a suit like this, that threatens that money as well. Yeah, you know when I when I first started becoming a, a plaintiff's attorney some years ago, I got some great advice, and the great advice was don't practice law in a bubble. Okay, which means that if you rep- if I represent someone for a workers' comp case, what might some action that might be good for a workers' comp case might not necessarily be good or his third-party case, or the guy's SSDI case, or the yeah. guy's ADR case. Okay, so so when you, when you right. threaten a lawsuit like this, to me, that's the, the mayor practicing politics in a bubble. Yeah. Okay, it's not considering all the other things that require healthy, strong relationships to bring money into the city. He talks about the airport. That's $50 million. 
fifty million dollars and another hundred or so for for the bridge. So we're talking about a lot of money here that that could be put in jeopardy. We're speaking with New Bedford uh, State Rep. Chris Hendricks uh, about the MBTA, potential MBTA lawsuit. Uh, the city is essentially suing the state or an agency of the state saying, and one of the claims is that the taking of the land was illegitimate. They're also asking for more money, uh, fair market value. Which, which, I, it's, I, which I think has some severe statutory problems, it's just that in and of itself. Yeah, you know, um, Senator Montigny actually had texted me on the record last night and said that uh, even the um, the threat of this lawsuit, he 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 had called uh, frivolous. Right. I mean, well, well first off, the, the 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 complaint has two parts. It has the author- the, the first part, which is the authority of the MBTA to take to perform land takings, and the the and the second part, yeah. which is the value itself. Which again, you know, if you, if if you look at it in a bubble. It probably does. It probably were, we were shortchanged a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay, but but when when you look at the count one and the complaint, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it. It's like several sections of the one chapter one sixty one a, which is the MBTA section, and it talks about section K and section J, which only have to do with the operation of the facilities and equipment, or the construction and extension and modifications, things like that. The, the part that really needs to be looked at is section O. Okay. And that has to do with the land takings itself, the MBTA. And in that section, it has nothing to it, it mentions nothing by way of restriction that the MBTA has. Right. The only thing it says is that they can they if it has to this restriction if they have land takings that don't that for land that's not going to be used for mass transportation. And so, so I, I just think statutorily, um, the, the the this this complaint is just. It's it's ill written. It would be it would be um, essentially asking the judiciary to interpret the law in a way um, that it's not written to say that there is no authority. It'd be essentially that claim itself would be setting a precedent, right? Am, right. am I correct it, about it, that? Just, just just think of all the other communities where the MBA MBTA could be spending money. Yeah, communities that aren't suing them. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, so th- this is a very risky thing. You know, I, I've read some reports saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's going to work itself out. I wouldn't be too sure about that. Yeah. Especially when it comes into that $20 million free of charge pedestrian bridge that we're going to get. And, and I've heard people say, oh, no, as far as the authority, the MBTA issue, you know, the MBTA could go in today um, and, and file with the Registry of Deeds that yeah. the land taking, and that would make that point mute. If that's true, then why even put it in the complaint? Why, yeah. why are you trying to bite the hand that feeds you? That's going to get invest a billion dollars in your community, right. and then at your asking, a twenty-one million dollar pedestrian bridge that you essentially you know begged for and had a hand in constructing. Uh, as far as plans, and now you're going to go and file suit for what five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars? Just say, let's just say they get two million dollars. Is that two million dollars worth it in the grand scheme of things? Absolutely not. So, so I don't support this at all. Um, in any way, shape, or form. So we're speaking with uh, Rep. Chris Hendricks. So, um, Chris. Uh, one of the things that I think the, you know, I'd read the uh, article in the Boston Globe. I actually had the reporter on, Matt Stout, who, who had written the article. There were quotes from um, Markey and, and, and Strauss that actually what Markey had said. He was, um, you know, he was uh, upset that this issue hadn't been raised to the state delegation to begin with. The, the fair market value and all of that yeah. hadn't been raised to the state delegation. Were you made aware of this um, by the Mitchell administration? 
I was made aware of a potential to, I think about a month ago. And, um, you know, as far as I, it was brought up to me by the mayor that, you know, they were getting, there were short changes to city. I think at that point they were only offering 300000 for the, um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, but that's what I was told, that they were getting 300000 for that property. Um, in that, you know, there might be some litigation down the line. Um, you know, but, you know, we had four years to work on this to get more money. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and I find it hard to believe that throughout all the negotiations for this pedestrian bridge, that, that, that this wasn't brought up. And if you were having difficulty, why not reach out to us? Or reach out, especially a guy like Bill Strauss, who's, who's chair of the Transportation Committee. And has yeah. probably the best relationship out of all of us, um, it may be excluding Mark Lantigny, with the MBTA. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, and I think, and I, I heard uh, Chris Markey's interview on your show a couple, several days ago, and he made a great point. And he, he, he used the example that, okay, let's just say us and the state delegation have a serious federal, federal issue with, you know, uh, the Department of Energy for whatever reason, for example. Right. And then, and then we didn't reach out to Bill Keating, or we didn't reach out to Senator Markey or, or Warren. That would be that would be ridiculous. So, so to, to just operate on an island in, in, in a bubble, um, trying to nickel and dime the MBTA after they've invested or agreed to invest so much. Not only have they agreed uh, agreed to invest so much, they're doing this on time, ahead of schedule. Um, and I think that, listen, do I think this whole South Coast rail thing is going to be scuttled because of this? No. But what I'm really concerned with is that pedestrian bridge, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm really afraid of significant delay occurring. So instead of the end of this year, early next year, it could be two, two years down the line, three years down the line. And, you know, we talk so much about economic development in the city. And this is a huge generational investment um, into our city. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to last, like I said, hopefully for a hundred years. Um, and, and to just start off this way um, with such bad faith and such consternation, I just think it's just it, it's so inappropriate. We're speaking with State Rep uh, Chris Hendricks. Um, so one of the um, one of the things I, I, I've said, and, and I, you know, I, I'd spoken with um, uh, Matt Stout about this as well, um, just from the quotes he had of Mitchell and the about South Coast Rail, and I just generally hearing Mayor Mitchell talk about South Coast Rail, one of the points of, I think, criticism in this is that he's always had, like, he's always said he's supportive of the project, and I believe he is, but um, he's always had sort of a pessimistic sheen to it, like, well, I really do support this unequivocally, but, you know, blah, 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 but we have to be realistic about its benefits, and and uh, I don't think it's going to be a panacea and all of that. What's your take on Mayor Mitchell's position on South Coast Rail, and what's your what's your position on South Coast Rail and its benefits? Well, for, well, listen, the, the benefits we're only going to realize that once the thing's constructed and once people get back to work. Yeah, I mean, you start using it for to, to work in Boston and, and to get in and out of the city. Um, if it does start off slow, you know, then that's you know that, that that's something we're going to have to work on. This is a long term investment. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have full ridership? Um, right out the gate? Probably not, especially with the pandemic, especially with um, the way people work from home these days. Um, there might be, you know, there's going to be some challenges ahead. Um, but again, this is a long-term generational type investment. And that's something that, you know, 
electeds are going to be working on long after me, long after Mayor Mitchell, long after Chris Markey, long after everybody. Right. Um, and, to, and to say, and to use that kind of as a bargaining chip to get a few extra bucks in a land taking, quite frankly, is just absurd. Okay? It's absurd. We're speaking with Chris. Um, God. No, I just wanted to say, I, I was talking to uh, Chris Markey earlier, and he, he made a gr- another great point about the, the, the Cape Cod Bridge. You know, when that, that Cape Cod Bridge was, was, was built in the 1930s, yeah. there weren't people going in, over, over that bridge like they are today. That was, that was a long-term generational investment, yeah. and that worked out. And I think, the, I think the South Coast Rail with the MBTA coming down is the same, exa- it's, it's the same exact case. We're speaking with Rep. Chris Hendricks um, about the potential lawsuit the city uh, may file uh, against the MBTA for land takings. One of um, one of I think a point of frustration we hear from the delegation. Chris Markey had voiced it, so I'm wondering if you have any similar experiences uh, with this. Is it feels as though the the mayor doesn't consult the reps enough when he should in certain circumstances. The state peer got brought up um, as an example. This obviously gets brought up as an example. What's your relationship with Mayor Mitchell? Do you feel like you're often in the room when you should be um, talking about the uh, the things that matter? Um, I think I think this this situation is probably the worst case mm-hmm. um, of, you know, kind of coming in at the 11th hour, being notified of what's going on. Um, when, you know, we could have been contacted years ago, um, to help with this issue. Um, you know, I, I I don't really want to speak to that. You know, I, I, I think, you know, we could have been brought into the loop a lot sooner in this case. You could make the case, the same thing, um, in some instances with the, with the, the state peer. Um, although though others in the delegation have been working on that issue with more detail and granular detail more than I have. Yeah. Um, it, it, and so I certainly, if, if that situation is in any way similar to this one, I can feel, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's important. Politics, relationships in politics, I found is everything. You know, when you're a plaintiff attorney, you don't have the you 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 have to be diplomatic with 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 others with the other side, for example. And it, it, in you know you have to. to have a, a solid, healthy relationship to get things done. I um, mean, if you're alienating people in the decision-making process, especially something that's you know that, that could jeopardize a project of this size, I think that's concerning. Um, and I, I just really hope um, when th- those who say this will work itself out, I hope those folks are right. Um, but I really see a pro- uh, you know this pedestrian bridge being put in jeopardy. Um, in, in a significant delay being possible here with the, you know, with us not being brought in, um, you know, sooner than we should have. We're speaking with uh, state rep, Chris Hendricks. So, um, Chris, uh, so, um, the, the, uh, so with, with respect to this lawsuit, what's the bet? What do you think this, you know, this has been floated. The mayor's made some comments on it. Um, what do you, what do you hope he will do? What do you think the right thing to do would be for the, for the city uh, going forward? What not, are you advising not, them not, to do? Not to file it. Yeah. That would be the right thing to do is not to file it. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I, I presume there are, there are negotiations still being um, had. I, I, I can't speak to that. Um one because sure. we were never involved in any of that to begin with. Yeah. Um, I hope you know that I I don't know as far as the statute is concerned that that may have 
it's either today or Monday. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but if I'm hoping that it's not filed, and then you know, if we want to help and resolve the land taking value issue, I think that was will always be on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're only looking at we're looking at a very small amount of money compared right. to the amount of investment that the state has been putting into this city over the last decade or so. Out even outside of the South Coast Rail, for the for the the things that I mentioned earlier. Um, so I, again, I hope this is not filed. I think it would only create a bad, put a bad taste in everyone's mouth, everyone involved, especially the MBTA that we're going to have to have an ongoing relationship with in the mass and mass dot, which again, which is where we get the money for the airport, where we get the money for the, the bridge, two things that the mayor talked about in his speech the other day. Um, so, so, so that's my position. I hope that this, this suit does not get filed. Speaking with State Rep. Uh, Chris Hendricks. So, Chris, um, we covered, uh, I think, covered quite a bit on that on that topic. Is there anything else that you think is worth mentioning? Uh, no, just that you know, it, it, this this proposed station, um, the downtown station, is 100% in my district. It's going to serve a lot of people um, whose neighborhoods I represent. Same thing for the the north end. A lot of uh, that Rochambeau type area is in my district, and a lot of those people are going to benefit from a good, healthy relationship with the MBTA. And I hope that that remains the case. Um, and I just hope that uh, things like this don't jeopardize uh, you know, the work that we've been doing on that. Chris, I appreciate you joining me uh, talking about this important topic. Uh, we'll see how this plays out in the coming days or the coming weeks. Um, before I let you go, Chris, we've been asking all of our guests this, and I don't think I asked you this last time. What's your favorite TV show? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing I uh, I disagree with Marky on. That that the, the it's not the wire. I'll tell you that it's okay. it's the Sopranos. It is the Sopranos. It's the yeah. Sopranos. I agree. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, you probably have a good Tony impression, right? <laughs> I don't do impressions on the air. Okay, Chris, thanks so much for joining me. Have a good weekend. All right, thanks, Marcus. Bye. I was State Rep. Chris Hendricks. Um, I think I. I I think right seem seemed rightfully um, incensed about the whole thing. Brett Markey uh, had some strong, uh, pretty strongly worded remarks as well. So we'll see how this plays out over the coming days and and what the final resolution will be, if any. Um, so 508-996-0500. We'll also take your message on the WBSM app chat. Again, we're going to have um, city councilor at large, Ian Abreu. He's actually going to call in at 9. He wants to respond to the state of the city address, talk about some of the things that were talked about in there and some other goings on as well. So we're, I'm looking forward to talking with uh, with uh, councilor Abreu at 9. That was state rep <coughs> from New Bedford, Chris Markey. So 508-996-0500. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, if you want to still message me about star we got we got some we got we got a good amount of activity on the uh the star wars front i'm still open to talking about that if you want to talk about star wars um but we're going to stay focused on the the uh the important local issues as well so again 508-996-0500 we're going to take a break and we'll be right back this is south coast tonight i'm marcus farrow Tonight. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500, or we'll take your messages on the WBSM app chat. So, yeah, I mean, I think Chris Hendricks, uh, I would say he sounded pretty pretty um, 
in, I would say incensed would be a, a good term to describe uh, his his um, his, uh, his 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 you know his feeling towards that. He was, I think, pretty angry, and I and I think they make a, some pretty good points about um, sort of the relationship building and how that's jeopardized, uh, especially with, in terms of the investment that may come from the state and all of that. I, it, so so far, you know, on the you know we've 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 you know. Bill Strauss has made some comments on the record about it, and um, Chris Markey's made some rec- uh, comments on the record about it here and uh, in the Boston Globe. Um, Senator Mark Montigny had sent me a message and said on the record, and so I, I told everybody, he said, even the threat of this lawsuit is frivolous. Um, he called it frivolous. And um, the uh, Paul Schmidt had signed on to that letter, uh, to the, the, the letter, you know, basically condemning that lawsuit. Um, I will say I talked to Tony Cabral today. Um, I, I saw him at the, um, I saw him at the jail. I'm sure he's okay with me, uh, saying this cause he would say it publicly. Um, he was talking about, he, he, he didn't sign on to that letter. Um, you know, cause he was at the, the, the jail tour today. We, we did a tour of the Bristol County jail today and I'll, I'll tell you more about that. I got some pictures as well. I just got to upload them from my, uh, from my camera, but I, I, I got some pictures as well of the, uh, of the, but I, I, and actually with that too, what I want to talk about in the eight o'clock hours, I saw some of the video of the incident, the aftermath of the incident, right? The response, um, from the department of correction. So I'll go into that. It was about a two and a half minute video. We couldn't record it because we had to, um, we had to report, um, we we I mean we couldn't record it because we we could only report on what we saw because uh, you know obviously they have to blur out some faces and stuff like that and they hadn't had a chance to do that it takes a bit and you know uh, John Darling had said actually there he said you know if we could have done it last week we would have done it last week if we could you know if we could do it now we'd do it now but once they're able to get that uh, video edited once they're able to edit the faces out blur the faces out they're going to release the entire all the footage from the incident. And I'll tell you a bit about what I saw today, how Sheriff Haru had responded to that, what he had said about it, and just, you know, what I saw at the, um, what I saw in those units, um, GA and GB, uh, the ones that were the units in question during um, that incident, the uprising, the standoff. Some people want to call it a riot. Fine, you can call it a riot. I don't really care. Um, so, uh, we'll talk more about that in a bit, but I just thought it was important to continue bringing up that lawsuit because I think there are obviously people that are in positions of advocating for the city and for the region, um, that were, you know, basically, you know, they felt like this was sort of an undermining of their ability to do the work that they need to do to advocate for this region. It sends a bad signal, basically what they said, to Beacon Hill. So we'll um we'll uh we can talk about that. We can take your calls at 508-996-0500. You got a message from a Wailing City resident says, um, boy, they sound really ticked off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. They I think they are they are pretty ticked off um about it. I, I will say I spoke with Tony Cabral. He's got a different opinion um on than than the rest of the members of the delegation. He felt as though the New Bedford tax, you know, he said he, what he said to me today was New Bedford taxpayers should get their fair market value 
Um, and, uh, you know, what he said was basically, you know, whenever they do, um, you know, because he's the chair of audit and oversights and they do a lot of uh, transactional land purchases between, you know, uh, private parties in, uh, in the state and, and even, uh, you know, two public entities. And they say, you know, the ones that are not taking is more amicable. And he said, there's always a, you know, a fair market value provision in those bills. He says the inspector general gets, gets upset actually, if you don't, you don't put that in there, they make sure they put it in there. So he thinks that the city should be able to fight for the uh, fair market value uh, of those properties and get uh, more return on the land that they are, um, that they are uh, uh, surrendering to the MBTA. Obviously, the rest of the delegation has a stronger opinion uh, in the opposite direction um, about it or a strong opinion in the, I shouldn't say stronger, a strong opinion in the opposite direction about it. They think it undermines the work that they're doing. It undermines the general, the, the generational investment in rail service that is being made, the billion dollars and the political capital they've expended over the last you know, 30 or so years to make this project a reality. And you know, we talked about it um, uh, last night when uh, Bill Weld had said to uh, Senator Montigny um, when he was chamber of the Fall River, uh, when he was president of the Fall River Chamber of Commerce, um, they basically had said, he said, uh, Mark, if I don't get, um, Mark, if I don't get rail service uh, by 1997, which would have been the end of his second term, you can you can uh, you can sue me, right? You can sue me, and he did actually. He left earlier than that, um, right? I think he left after. I want to say he left at because Bill Weld obviously got elected in got elected in ninety two. He got reelected in ninety four, and then he ran for Senate against John Kerry in ninety six. Lost that race. And then he was, I think he stepped down shortly thereafter. Um, he stepped down shortly thereafter, then Salucci, and then Salucci had, uh, Salucci had taken over. Uh, that's a quick history lesson, I guess, on the gubernatorial uh, trajectory of, of, uh, of, um, of former Governor Bill Welt. But 508-996-0500, we'll also take your messages. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. Stop this train. I want to get off and go home again. Take the speed it's moving in. I know I can, but honestly, won't someone stop this train? Well, no one's going to stop the train, but you know, the refs feel as though this is going to jeopardize further advancements in the project. Right beyond the actual arrival of rail, um, but that was John Mayer stopped this train. The album Continuum, which is a fantastic album, actually. I need to re, I, I actually need to re-listen to or rediscover. Maybe my bumper music uh, will be just songs from that album because it's so good. It came out in I think two thousand and six or two thousand and seven. 
I was a senior in high school. I, know, I used to listen to it all the time. That's when I had, C- I had the CD. I had the CD. It was, it was, I think, a gray CD. And I used to play it in my CD player. A Walkman. It's a good, good album. I haven't heard it from John Mayer in quite some time, actually. And uh, that's too bad. He's a fantastic artist. So 508-996-0500. You can take a message on the app. Uh, that interview with Chris Hendricks, of course, along with the interview with Rep Markey, that is available. That that is going to be available on podcast. If you want to listen, you can go to WBSM.com, the WBSM app. You can go to anywhere where podcasts are offered. And you can go to um, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, I think SoundCloud. If you're a SoundCloud listener, you can go there. Um, the app, I think, is always the best way. If you don't have the app, you can download it uh, anywhere, your App Store, store, your Google Store, whatever. If you have an Android, if you're one of those people, like Tim, or like Jess, as an Android, if you're one of those those guys, you can, uh, you can download it, whatever App Store they have for Androids. If you have an iPhone, you can download it on your iPhone um, and uh, you um, it's it's uh, it's the best way to get all of the content that we have here on WBSN the content that we uh, work to push out every day for you guys to give you um, the live local and up-to-date um <laughs> the live local and up to date um stuff someone's uh we got another message from a fairhaven resident saying um uh do you think i don't think mayor mitchell will come back on the show yeah he will he's he he's a he's a public he's a public uh he's a public official he 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 understands the decisions that you make um, are always subject to criticism. Um, we understand that here. You know, us uh, things that we say uh, can and do be uh, can and are critiqued. So, uh, Mayor Mitchell has a weekly segment with Tim Weisberg on Wednesdays at eleven. Uh, that if you don't listen to, you really should. It's a must listen, uh, and I do appreciate that Mitchell always makes a point to to make it in on those segments and give people an update on the goings on. And so. There'll be more on that, I'm sure, for that mid uh, the um, midweek with the uh, midweek with the mayor, and he will um, he'll give uh, he'll give um, he'll give an update. He'll give his position. He'll have uh, some time to explain why he filed the lawsuit. Get go into detail with it. He can take calls on it as well. Um, so I'm sure that'll be a topic of discussion in uh his midweek with the mayor segment but um so 508-996-0500 that's how you can join me uh on the program this evening we can also take your messages on the wbsm app chat we were talking about the lawsuit the south coast rail lawsuit i'm going to talk to you in the next hour um in the eight o'clock hour about the video i was able to see the members of the media were able to see about the um about the um, the response to the um, incident that happened at the Bristol County Sheriff's Office, well, the, the Dartmouth Jail a couple of weeks ago, 
um, the the uh, inmate standoff between the sheriff's department and uh, the inmates in units GA and GB. Um, so we'll talk uh, more about that as well. Uh, Hero had had media availability to sort of just, I think he's what he said, because he, he came on last night to talk about it. He said, you know, it was in the interest of transparency. You know, he'd already, he had already put out the photos of the unit, but he let us get in there. Um, uh, it is disgusting, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> that unit is pretty gross. Um, <laughs> it is tr- It is absolutely trashed. Uh, but the other one isn't bad. There was so there was two there was two uh, cell units. One was the one that was the you saw the picture pictures of that was completely trashed, and the other was GA, which is pretty cleanly. So when the GA the GB one, we were able to um, the one that was trashed, we were able to we we weren't able to go on beyond a certain perimeter because special investigations was still doing their thing, and that's you know still a crime scene, right? And so they they established a perimeter we couldn't go beyond. Plus, it was it's kind of dangerous with all the stuff that was just on the floor and all over the place. And then in the G, GA unit, uh, the one that was a subject of that where the in, inmates were ex- escorted out, but it wasn't as um, miraculous, uh, we were able to go in and just take a look at the thing and all that. And so we're going to talk more about that in the 8 o'clock hour. You want to want to stay tuned for that. I got I saw the video so I can tell you what I saw. It was just a little snippet of it. We weren't able to. They're not. We weren't able to record it because there's still. They still need to blur out the faces and the technology, and they still need to go through the proper channels. Obviously, with the Bristol County DA's office and the the Department of Corrections, I believe that recorded the video, um, and they're going to release that to us uh, at some point soon. Just like the ICE videos, we'll get the full suite of videos. And we'll be able to upload them here on WBSM. Tim, Tim last time did a really fantastic job of getting all of our video, all of our videos onto the um, all of those ICE videos onto our YouTube channel. So if you want to look at that ICE incident, you can actually go to the WBSM YouTube. I know there's been quite a few uh, views on on uh, a lot of those videos, and so to just see that firsthand accounting of what happened in that ICE detention incident back in 2020. So 508-996-0500. We can take your message on the app chat. I'm going to take one more break right now, and then we'll finish out the hour strong here on South Coast tonight. So stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500. That's how you can get in the program. Um, uh, We uh, will also take your messages on the WBSM app. So, uh, so that was uh, Chris Hendricks that joined us in the first hour. Again, at nine o'clock, we're going to be joined by uh, New Bedford City Councilor at Large, Ian Abreu. He's going to give his response to the State of the City address. We had um, we had uh, Sean Oliver, the Ward Three City Councilor, who just who was just elected in a special election in February. He wanted to give his thoughts on it. Obviously, he was the first person. I, he was the uh, it was the first time time he was there. He was the newest person on the council, so it was his first state of the city address that he got to go to, and he gave his impressions of that, impressions of some of the things that the mayor said. And um, you can check that out on our on our on our podcast as well. Ian Abreu, obviously no stranger to the state of the city address. He's been on the council for a little bit now, and so he's going to give us his opinion um, on the address, some of the things that were talked about, and we'll talk about some other goings on as well. Looking forward to speaking with. 
uh, counselor at large, Abreu, in the nine o'clock hour. Until then, I can take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can join us this evening. I can take your message on the app chat. I have, um, again, what I want to talk about in the eight o'clock hour, so you can stay tuned for it. I was able to, I'm able to report on it. Wasn't able to release the video yet um, because of they, they need to still blur out some of the faces. But I saw some of the video of the incident at the uh, at the Bristol County Jail, um, that inmate standoff that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we will talk more about that in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll take your calls, too, again, at 508-996-0500. Uh, it was a pretty, it was two and a half minutes, the, the clips that I saw, and it was mostly just the response. Uh, well, it was not mostly. It was entirely the response, uh, how that uh, situation was uh, essentially uh, came to a close. And um, and I'll talk tell you what Sheriff Hero's comments were on how that whole thing ha- was handled and what he's asking for and why you know one of the reasons uh, you know one of the other reasons why he wanted to showcase um, you know some what had went down in the in the in those units at that time. So we'll talk uh, a lot more about that in the eight o'clock hour and we'll take your calls again, 508-996-0500. And we can take your messages on the app chat, on the app chat as well. So shoot me a text and um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that uh, on the air. So stay tuned. And uh, I'm here till 10. It's Cinco de Mayo, I guess. That's, I, I totally forgot that that was a thing here, um, mostly in America. Not really in Mexico, mostly in America. Um, so, uh, you know, just take it easy on the margaritas. Um, um, yeah, just take it easy on the margaritas and uh, enjoy your quesadillas as well. But I'll talk to you guys in the eight o'clock hour. So stay tuned.